The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We are America, and we truly do believe you're the backbone of our nation. Thanks to you, we're living free. We're a quilt of many colors, and we breathe red, white, and blue. We're America, your country, and America wants you. It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray, along with his co-host, Linda Crater. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray with his co-host, Linda Crater. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network. Today is August 5th already, 2014. I'm your host, Gary Ray, along with my co-host, Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs and former Commander for the Maryland DAV. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary. How are you today? All right. All right. Linda should be back with us next week. She had a couple things that she had to take care of. And Bill, did, and, you know, today is the start of the Military Order of the Purple Heart Convention in Denver from the 5th through the 9th, and also the launch of the American Heroes Water. The American Heroes Water will generate financial support to not only the Military Order of the Purple Heart, but also the veterans and military families that are in need. Today we have two distinguished gentlemen with us. They both are not only pro-veteran, but also in positions where they can help make a difference for our vets. The first half hour we have Major John uh, Mayor, also a major, huh? <laughs> <laughs> mayor John Masarsik. He is the mayor of Deltona. Uh, did you know that Deltona is the largest city in Volusia County, Florida, and also Volusia County has just under 70,000 veterans? Our second half of the show is State, State Representative David Santiago, District 27, and because of the time factor here, Bill, why don't we jump right into and introduce our first guest? My honor, Gary. For four years, Mayor John has been a respected figure in Deltona's public life. As a civic and business leader, as a mentor and benefactor, as their first mayor, as a museum founder and curator of Deltona's history, growing up in, in Detroit and later moving to Florida with his parents as a teen. A couple of years later, as the Vietnam War was escalating, Mayor John sensed opportunity in the United States Navy, and he enlisted. The Navy stationed him in Sanford, Florida. Mayor John has come far in life and in his service to Deltona. He wanted to return to the job of mayor of the city of Deltona because he truly believes civic involvement is the responsibility of each of us 
and he knows the value of participation and knowledge gained through experience. Welcome again, Mayor John. Well, thank you, Bill, Gary. Thanks a lot for having me this morning. Oh, no problem. It's a pleasure having you on our show today. Also, you know, there's something that uh, uh, I have to say that, you know, I lived in uh, Deltona for 10 years, well, longer than that, but uh, the first 10 years that I lived here, I didn't even know. I saw that helicopter out there uh, by the museum continually, just about every day, but I never knew there was a museum there. <laughs> yeah, you- it's it's what we consider a kind of a hidden gem. Yes. Back in 2001, after several years of, you know, making appearances at schools and that in my position as mayor, I, I found it very interesting when I used the term vet, that most of the young people in the schools here would, would be, think a veterinarian. And I, it kind of, it, it didn't disturb me as much as surprised me. There was so little knowledge of our young people on, you know, how much service uh, men have done for this country and the freedoms we've sacrificed for and, and that. So I made it a mission after talking to several people about trying to do something to build a park where, you know, of course, the helicopter, as you noticed. And then back in uh, 2009, uh, while I was uh, term limited out and had some interim time, we started working on uh, the museum and we were able to open that museum up on the 24th, actually, of 2009. So the museum's down over the hill. So if you see the helicopter park, because we're just down over the no, a little knoll there, and uh, it's about a 3,000-square-foot museum that we're uh, you know, very proud of down here in Del Toto. Yeah, that's phenomenal. How did you come about you know, getting things for that museum? Well, being the mayor, I had a little bit of an opportunity. I drove by a vacant park every day, you know, and it was a park site that was set aside. And so after some talk, I asked permission of the city commission to allow veterans to go down there on the weekends once a month and just clean the area up and kind of make a little place where we could uh, do whatever, you know, sit and talk, uh, share war stories and whatever. And uh, just a kind of a solemn little area that we set aside. One thing led to another. The numbers of volunteers grew, and the park kept growing. And finally, uh, we decided then to to bring in a horse stage, some sort of a, a monument to veterans. And of course, the first one was the helicopter. It's added by uh, many things. If you come down here today, we have a, a howitzer there. We looked at flag retirement ceremonies. Each year, we try to put something new in. So we had a lot of Eagle Scout projects have been done there, so we've been able to add to the park, you know, every year. Yes. You know what surprised me, too, Bill? Did you know there's, they even have the wall, a wall there? Oh, my gosh, that's great. Yeah. Well, we have four now, Gary, to be honest. Four. We have three what we call walls of honor that are just for any serviceman. You can mm-hmm. have your name put on there. A lot of guys, we didn't think about this when we put it up, but it just came from vet city around town. A lot of them wanted to have their name next to their dad's name served in different wars or grandpas. We even have uh, one lady who served in the military that bought five blocks. It's, it's kind of a concrete wall, but it's uh, covered with marble. She bought five, and it goes all the way from the Civil War all the way up to uh, her service. So there's some unique parts of that. We have four, and then we have a Vietnam wall. A Vietnam veterans wanted to make a miniature Vietnam wall, and it's inlaid, again, in marble, and any Vietnam vet can have his name engraved in it, and it has a Vietnam ribbon in the center, so it, anyone that has any knowledge at all of Vietnam can notice it the minute they walk up on the park, you know. All right. That's, that's pretty cool. 
Yeah, now, some statistics if you want them uh, on the museum. Of course, I, like I said, we started in, in, in really 2001 just clearing underbrush, really. It was just a mm-hmm. vacant, large wooded area. But we opened a museum um, in 2009, and the visitors that we've had just in the museum doors, not to the park. We get visitors constantly all day, every day at the park. But the parks, the museum's only open on Saturdays and Sundays. And through through this May of 2014, we had over 43,000 visitors. Wow. Almost 30, 33,881 volunteer hours. Over $439,000 donated in cash or in-kind donations. So in the five years we were open, it's almost a half a million dollars as of today that's been donated for the educational purposes of the you know 501c3, which is we we term it VSEP, it's Veterans Community Education Partnership of West Volusia. But our our goal is to uh, you know do tours, have a place for guys to come in and sit. We have a a library section side, and we have uh, displays of all the different wars, uh, starting with the um, Revolutionary War all the way up uh, to the current wars today, and artifacts galore. We have never. Uh, had to purchase anything. We've had so many. We've got everything from a Bren machine gun from the Second World War up to current, uh, you know, current day items of interest for, you know, all kinds of vets. But our main goal is to educate the young people on exactly the services and and the cost of freedom, you know, that we all talk about and we throw that around a lot. But a lot of these young people really don't realize it till you know till they come in and see actual pictures of people from our area and. And that's who have who have served. That's correct. That's correct. Now, most of this stuff, if I can remember correctly, you said were actually uh, given by residents of Deltona. Yeah, and 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 people who have visited. There's been so many people that have visited you from up north. We'll get a package in the mail every now and then from somebody who was down here on vacation, and that stuff is sitting in the attic or whatever, and they'd like to see it displayed or showcased, and so we take it in. We have. Uh, a huge number of pictures, and we also have a very distinct, something we're very proud of, but it's only for a couple months out of the year, but the former Air and Space Museum curator at Smithsonian, uh, Mr. Glenn Sweeting, is a winter guest down here in Florida, and he comes each winter from about mid-December till about March, and he's also at the museum on Saturdays. And he's written, you know, 16 or 17 different books, and he's uh, an authority on uh, uh, f- flying uh, equipment and clothing. So uh, if you get a chance, you know, after during the holidays or right before Christmas, he'll he'll be here, and then he stays usually to March. And it's worth a trip over to Deltona just to get to talk to a walking, living legend, if you will, on uh, the history of a, a lot of uh, naval, air, and Army air, and Air Force. He was an Air Force colonel, but he was... Uh, you know, also the curator of Smithsonian, he also had a hand in building uh, and designing the uh, Air and Space Museum over at the Space Center on the, on the east coast of Florida, down at Cocoa. So he's mm-hmm. uh, he's quite a quite an addition to our uh, volunteers down here, docents, if you will. Wow, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Now, when you were you actually developed the um, uh, the museum while you were mayor. No, I, we actually it started on the park uh, while I was mayor, and uh-huh. then I was term limited out, so I sat out one term, and then we opened in '09. Uh, so I worked on that during my term, you know, during the hiatus, if you will, from being mayor. Then when I was reelected in 2010, 
Uh, I've always been what they call the honorary museum curator. I work there most Sundays. I volunteer on Sunday afternoons from 1 to 4 um, down at the museum. So I, I have a big, uh, a lot of help and a lot of people that, that work with us down there. Uh, Major Mick Cotton, U.S. Marine Corps, he's uh, the chairman of VSEP, and we have several other volunteers that work there every weekend. Uh, retired Navy, retired Coast Guard, and we got uh, quite a few that come in and help. But mm-hmm. uh, I've been, you know, I've been heading it up, but I had the connection with City Hall and being able to contact, uh, like your next guest who's coming on, uh, Mr. Santiago, Representative Santiago. I mean, you have those people that I have contacts with that you could call, and this uh, surplus, if you will, um, stuff that we use for static displays out in the courtyards and out in the park itself are, um, you know, the, the volunteers that, uh, that, you know, raise the funds, and then with the help of the congressman, and Congressman Mike has been a big help, we've been able to obtain the equipment and then pay to have it installed and shipped and things like that. So, But I'm right. very active and involved. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And uh, today's show was actually brought to you by First Class Merchant Services. I'm Gary Ray, along with Bill and our guest, Deltona Mayor John Masarzik. You're listening to the American Heroes Network, powered by Voice America on a Variety Channel. And we'll be right back. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. The American Heroes Network team depends entirely on voluntary financial support, advertisers, and sponsorships to keep the voice of our veterans alive and bring awareness, education, excitement, and most importantly, hope to the gray reality that exists for the hundreds of thousands of troops that are home and coming home. You can now become part of the elite team and help support our veterans. Your support is needed more than ever before. Become part of the Silent Heroes support team today. The Silent Heroes support team levels start as low as $26 per year. That's only 50 cents a week. Go right now to AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and join today. That's AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Thank you for your support. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com
You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with Mayor John, uh, the mayor of Deltona, Florida. And uh, Bill, you had a question? Well, Mayor, I, I just want to uh, say to you that uh, in that last segment, uh, the things that you had to say about the museum is uh, laudable and noteworthy on your part. And, uh, and I think it's great for the citizens there. It does a lot to uh, help us uh, understand about Americanism and especially the service of our men and women to this great country. So uh, w- uh, do you have any plans uh, uh, for expansion or uh, adding uh, some additional things there in the museum? Yeah, we do. What's, what's happened in the last year, year and a half, uh, we've noticed that our ability to display, we're starting to get a little cluttered, so we've started uh, up, you know, kind of dressing up our display case, stuff like that, and a lot of stuff that had been put on, um, you know, in storage under, it's in the building, but it's in storage under the actual display cases, so it came time that the board decided that it was time to look toward expansion, so we're on an aggressive program now to raise additional funds, and then hopefully we'll get grants to match those funds to expand the building. We have a uh, outdoor pavilion. Uh, we call it the mess hall. <laughs> Keep <laughs> that veteran theme going. Yeah. But we're planning on, on doing another about 3,000, 4,000 square foot addition. And we imagine that we've been able to leverage that money. So if we could collect about, uh, you know, around 100,000, and we'll be able to, to build about a $400,000 addition. We have a lot of corporate sponsors, electricians, carpenters, you know, engineers that donate their services for free. We we can use that matched, you know, match that with money for grants. So that's what it is. And our, our goal is not only is to make the museum larger for more uh, exhibition space, but we also want to to increase our hours of operation. We currently, even with those large numbers, I told you, visitors almost forty five thousand. We uh, we could be open longer hours. And we need to, uh, you know, to have space for more volunteers to be involved and then open up our hours of operation. So that's our big goal right now. I mean, we're, uh, we're just now in the process of starting to, uh, you know, rank, uh, you know, crank up, uh, you know, a drive for more funds. And, you know, if anybody wants more information, uh, they could call the museum and leave a message or they can, uh, go to VCEP, V-C-E-P, uh, dot org and, and pick us up on our website, or they can call us at 386-789-8247, and we'll get back with them um, if we're not there. But we're open currently for, you know, on Saturdays from 11 to 1, I'm sorry, 11 to 4 p.m., and Sundays from, you know, after church from 1 to 4 p.m., so you can call that number again, 789-8247, area code. And, and anybody there will be able to get you information on, uh, you know, how you can help if you'd like to. Well, that's that's great, sir. I, you know, I was just curious to know uh, in the museum and the, the the special days during the year, such as Memorial Day and Veterans Day, uh, do you uh, do anything special during those particular times at the museum? Oh, we sure do. We have all every opportunity we have to. Uh, 
from VJ Day to VE Day. In fact, last night was the Coast Guard's birthday. That's <laughs> so there was exactly a birthday right. party there. I had to go to, uh, I had a city commission meeting I had to chair, so I couldn't make it. But, yeah, we, we, we honor all the different veterans, all the different armed forces groups, and we have a, we have a regular birthday party. It's a, a tradition we do all year, every year. We have to, that night set aside, the actual birthday night, we have an event. And then we do all the normal uh, you know, all the normal national holidays, plus even some of the ones that some of the guys dream up. If, uh, if you can find a reason to have a, have a social, we, we try to put those together. So those are in, in addition to our normal hours of operation. We also do tours. If five or more people want to come there, if you're in Central Florida, you got five or more people, we'll open it up. We'll get a volunteer to open the museum up for you. So we try to be as accommodating as we can, especially with the schools and uh, classrooms, uh, teachers uh, that would like to bring their students over. Well, that, that, that's exceptionally great. You know, uh, it is a uh, situation such as this with the museums. Uh, it, it really does help our men and women uh, as they return from uh, combat in the battlefield to home and community, that, that reconnecting, reuniting uh, back to uh, home and community to have something like this that's available to them and to know it's a, 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 a special recognition to them also. Yeah, Bill, you're right. I mean, so many times that I, I go down there a lot of times in off hours, and just, uh, you know, are working, doing paperwork or whatever in the museum. And you look out across the green grass, and that's it, very well maintained. It's very pretty. And you'll see a vet sitting there with his head in his hands, or in the mess hall, he'll be sitting there, which is an open-air deal. And uh, a lot of times you want to approach him. Sometimes I just walk through like I'm doing something, because sometimes they'll just want somebody to talk to. And uh, normally we wear our you know, a shirt that, that says veterans or I'll wear a Navy shirt or, or whatever down there. But uh, many times I've had a chance to sit and interact with guys. It's, it's just a, a real peaceful place to come. We almost, it's, it's uh, we call it a memorial to the veterans is what the entire park is all about. And it's quiet. A lot of people come there just to, you know, reminisce, think about things that are going on. And we don't disturb people, but we Offer help if need be, and there are times when guys are down there that are in pretty, pretty bad shape, as, as you have all experienced, both you and Gary. Uh, so it's a, it's an opportunity for us to interact with them and maybe boost their spirits a little, and then invite them in if they want to come in for a cold drink, get out of the heat, you know. Yeah. All right. All right. You have any? You have any uh, um, fundraisers besides the events? Are these all fundraisers or? Most of it is voluntarily uh, donated. We we don't really we'll we'll send out a letter requesting mm-hmm. that. We may have some events out there. Uh, I own a 1942 Army Jeep with a 30 caliber machine gun on the back. Usually we All park right. it up at the top <laughs> of the hill and say, "Hey, come on in, we need you." And then we <laughs> we don't really strong arm, but we put a we put a we put a real uh, a real. Uh, little bit of pressure on to try to help us do what we're doing and and then the people that come by the museum and you've been by Gary you know it's mm-hmm. it's kind of unique to have in a small you know a small community like this and it's unique to us and the people are very giving and when we tell them that well, what we're trying to do they support us we've never had money raising uh, money for any of our displays you know, but addition is a is a much bigger undertaking. But uh, we've had checks uh, up to three thousand dollars just given in the last few weeks, uh, just by people who support what we're trying to do when they find out we're moving forward. So 
we're uh, we're pretty confident of that. We'll have a few, the normal uh, garage sales and uh, barbecues and that, but uh, those will probably be when it gets cooler in the fall, you know. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Well, that sounds pretty cool. Really, if you, if, you, if you ever need a driver or a gunner, just let me know how. <laughs> <laughs> it shoots blanks, and everybody wants to shoot. All right. I've got about a couple dozen blanks left for it, so i got to oh, no. be careful. Oh, it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. That's something else. And uh, I heard you have a lot of, uh, uh, I guess, military stuff that are st- that's still out of the museum, correct? Oh yeah, yeah. There's still there's a lot of stuff that hasn't even been displayed for you know many reasons. We have uh, the the sheriff uh, Ben Johnson here in Volusia County. Our county sheriff is is great. He sends the uh, you know his specialists down here to check out all our our weapons and things to make sure they're demilitarized and that you know that we have at the building. And then we bring in some uh, that are still operational, but we only bring those in for. Uh, uh, like a AK-47, things like that, that young people have heard about. It's better that they see it in a safe environment rather than out on the street. So we can bring weapons like that in, but we don't keep any of those in the museum at all. Those are personally brought in and taken out immediately after the display. But we have some unique items we've been able to uh, acquire over the years. We keep them off-site, though, for obvious reasons, you know. Uh-huh. Now, you were mentioning at one time uh, when I uh, first uh, came to the museum that you were thinking about having some type of, um, um, I, don't, I don't know what, I don't want to call it rummage sale, but have people bring things t- to sell? Well, we do that now. I have been lucky enough with a couple of us that we have a, well, we call it the hoot owl, and okay. that's only because there was an old owl sitting on top of the building, but we have an old building in the woods out, you know, in this area. And people donate everything from wheelchairs to uh, to beds, tabletops, lamps, anything they want to get rid of, similar to what you'd see at any other agency. And we store it in the hoodal, and the funds that we raise from those things when we have our garage sales or yard sales, that those funds all go to support the museum and the expansion. So, I mean, if there's anybody in the, in the Deltona area has things they would like to donate, we have a place to store it. We've been lucky enough, one of the local storage companies, gave us two large units also that we have where we can uh, keep stuff safe and out of the weather and then we bring it back down when we have the you know the yard sales so wow, we, uh, cool. we take just about anything as a donation we, we've got some strange stuff down here sometimes got, All uh, right. you know everything from you know laptop computers which uh, you know usually you can't do much with those when they're used they go out of date but we've got keyboards uh, musical instruments up to uh women's high heel shoes who, who knows what we're going to have next you know? <laughs> all right all right now uh when you have an event how do you what should i be looking for i mean as far as uh, where do you advertise uh, where should i keep my eyes open mostly in the local paper and in the website and through the city our city parks and recreation department which okay. uh, the one of the unique things about our facility is we built it, the vets built it, the vets paid for it and everything, and then we immediately turned it over to the city for liability reasons. Mm-hmm. So although we built it and paid for it and everything else with the grant, you know, the grants and that, we turned it over to the city. So it's it's actually a city park, uh, which helps us with our liability, you know, issues and maintenance of the grounds, you know. So it's um, it's on the city's website. You just go to the Parks and Recreation, deltonafl.gov. And you'll see the activities that come up. We keep them uh, notified on a monthly basis of things that are coming up in the area. 
Mm-hmm. So the city right. is a good outlet. Or you can call me at my office. I don't mind taking calls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Always All promoting right. the vet center. Oh, definitely. Definitely. You sure do. Well, we, this is, again, uh, Mayor John Matharzik, and uh, we want to thank you for being on our show today. What would you like to share with our listeners in closing, John? I, I guess the thing that I really like to say is don't don't underestimate the power of a few people with an idea and what they can get done. You know, they, there we had a story written about us not long ago. It was printed in a lot of the trade magazines, and it said they were on a mission, and the mission's not over. And I think when I think of veterans, I think, you know, they've been on many missions, many different areas. Everybody did something different, but the mission's never over till every one of those guys have you know, has been, have been brought home and have been taken care of to the best of our abilities. And it's unfortunate that a lot of guys are slipping through the cracks still today. So anything you can do to help a vet, uh, I think you ought to do it. They deserve nothing less than our total support and admiration for all they do. And if there's any of them listening that are currently serving, God bless you all. Get home soon. All right. Appreciate it. It was a pleasure having you on our show. And okay. uh, we're going we're gonna to go to break. Okay. Uh, Thanks, sure. Bill, Gary. Thank you again. Thank you, sir. Okay. All right. be, sure to, be sure to go to our Facebook page and like us. Also, let us know on Facebook of other shows that you would be interested in hearing. When you come back, we'll be talking to State Representative David Santiago. You're listening to the American Heroes Network, powered by Voice America and the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The American Heroes Network team depends entirely on voluntary financial support, advertisers, and sponsorships to keep the voice of our veterans alive and bring awareness, education, excitement, and most importantly, hope to the gray reality that exists for the hundreds of thousands of troops that are home and coming home. You can now become part of the elite team and help support our veterans. Your support is needed more than ever before. Become part of the Silent Heroes support team today. The Silent Heroes support team levels start as low as $26 per year. That's only 50 cents a week. Go right now to AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and join today. That's AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Thank you for your support. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes.
are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with State Representative David Santiago, District 27. There, He's with us this morning. And just a little bit about him. He's been married 21 years to Emma. They have three children, Christina, Gabriella, David, and you're also a granddad, too, with Matthew. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. Thank you for having uh, me. All right. Uh, he's a resident of District 27 since 1991, a Deltona City Commissioner 2003 to 2007, financial manager specializing in helping the men and women of the military with their financial needs, a U.S. Army veteran elected to the Florida House of Representatives in 2012 and Florida House of Representatives uh, Majority Deputy Whip 2012 to 2014. He supports the bill that made Florida the welcome home state in the nation for veterans, military personnel, and their families. He is also a veteran, actually with the Veterans and Military Affairs Subcommittee. How long have you been with that uh, group? Oh, well, I've both two years that I've served already in the legislature, I've been part of the, uh, the Veterans Committee. And uh, probably my, it's my favorite one because we get to do so many good things to... Uh, to put Florida on the map as a, you know, the, with the goal in mind of make, making it the number one friendly uh, veteran state in the nation. Oh, yeah, that's fantastic. And also, uh, you're this year's Daytona 500 winner. Oh, well, um, excuse me, that was... <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to be that one day. It's on the bucket list, I'll tell you, Gary. <laughs> I bet. Well, once again, we want to thank you for allowing us to use your picture on our website. That turned out phenomenal. We had a lot of comments on it. <laughs> Oh, good, da- good. I wish you much success on the uh, endeavor, too, with that. All right. I appreciate that. Uh, David, how does the uh, the uh, uh, Florida GI Bill benefit our veterans? Well, I think uh, for, for, for many, many different pieces in there, there was some education aspects to it um, mm-hmm. and, and, and recognizing skill sets of, of different veterans when they come back uh, to the state, whether one in particular, whether they, that was a big one. Um, so veterans now, if they, if they have an honorable discharge, right, then they qualify to come into Florida and not be assessed the uh, out-of-state tuition. That was one huge piece. Um, another big piece of the, of the bills that we've been working on the last two years, uh, one of which I uh, sponsored as a primary sponsor, was the uh, allowing veterans, when they are also honorably discharged within 24 months, that if they apply for a statewide license, um, whether it's a barber, doctor, continuing your education, and also for workforce to get you back into assimilate into a society here. And there were many other pieces, but I think those are the most important points. We also allowed it, those benefits to go over to the spouse because we, we recognize that the spouses are a huge part of the success of assimilating back to uh, the normal, I guess, society here in you know civilian world. Mm-hmm. All right. Right. That's, that's pretty interesting, um, you know, being able to uh, uh, supply our veterans with all these benefits. Right now, there's a big need for that. Um, and uh, it's also lowering the tuition. Um, is it based on, what's that based on? Well, the tuition, the lowering of the tuition was across the board, and that was a, a priority, certainly, of the governors to uh, continue to make sure that our state colleges um, had an affordable tuition. So that's a priority amongst all of them. 
And then what, 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 the, the piece that was specific to veterans to make sure they qualify for in-state tuition, regardless if they were coming from another state. Um, that was really the, the main focus for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the other, you know the other thing I wanted to mention, Gary, was uh, the, the nursing homes. You know, we have many veterans that uh, sometimes have to go into nursing homes. There used to also be a requirement in there. They had to be a, a, a resident of the state for a certain amount of time period. We have completely waived that also to get into one of our state-run uh, veterans nursing homes where they want to come down here. We welcome them here, even for our nursing care. Mm-hmm. That's phenomenal. I mean, all these, all these things coming down the, the hatch, which is uh, pretty interesting for our veterans. Where can our, where can our veterans find out more information on, on uh, these bills? Well, you can certainly go to myfloridahouse.gov, mm-hmm. um, and if they want, they could even research under my name the different bills that I've co-sponsored and sponsored. They'll be pretty easily titled. We also had a representative, Jimmy Smith, who was our co-chair of the Veterans Committee. He was a champion this year that ran the GI Bill as his primary bill. Uh, I co-sponsored it, worked with him through the different committees and to bring it up to the House floor, but he's also a, a former Army uh, sergeant, retired. And um, he's a big champion for uh, veterans issues. And uh, we worked on that. So you can look under his name or my name and, and look up the different bills and really dive deep to see the, the individual pieces of the bills. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's, pretty, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Now, also, I see that uh, you're, you're having a push for jobs also. Veterans yeah, are I mean, getting jobs. Been, yeah, one of the things my office has been focused for across the board for the entire state and certainly my district is um, job training. Uh, if, if you remember back in the days, a lot of the uh, manufacturing jobs that left our nation, you know, some of the, the things that people didn't want to do back then, you, which was, you know, you come out at the end of the day, you're full of dust and all dirty. Well, manufacturing has changed. It's very advanced and high tech. It requires a lot of uh, computer-based skills and the machine operator, but on the, on the machine programming side. And many of these jobs are starting to come back to the States, Gary, and what they're struggling with is finding the skilled workforce. And these are good, high-paying jobs. So, you know, I identified that when I first got elected by uh, just being amazed that in my county alone, in Volusia County, there's average between three to 400 of these jobs open all the time right now. They can't find the people, the skilled laborers to fill that at good-paying salary. So wow. we immediately deployed and said, how do we fix it? You know, so job training is key. And as a matter of fact, yesterday I had another meeting. One of the things we're looking to do, my office has been uh, uh, working with the uh, Pine Ridge High School to create an advanced manufacturing and uh, robotics academy at that school. And the idea behind that, Gary, is to start showing uh, these large employers or small employers, anybody that wants to come to Florida, um, in particular my county, we're going to start training them in the high schools for this advanced manufacturing and uh, robotics so that we, we, one of the things that companies look for is can they sustain their workforce? So um, that is huge uh, for, for me and my office and one of our priorities to, to help Florida be the recipient for all of these, uh, these jobs that are coming back to the U.S. because the economy of scale has changed. Long-winded answer, sorry, to a very important issue. <laughs> No, no problem at all. No problem at all. And, uh, you know, we're going to be getting into the um, uh, introducing a lot of uh, local job fairs uh, within the state of Florida and other other states also. But uh, we're going to yeah. more or less be, do a push here in Florida for sure. 
Absolutely. Um, I, I, I've had the opportunity, you know, my, my, my day job, I work for J.P. Morgan Chase, and that has been a priority for our CEO for, for the last few years now. I think we announced the 100,000 Jobs for Veterans uh, initiative where my corporation is, is one of the leading comp- corporations to, uh, to champion that initiative. And it's, uh, it's rewarding to see that, that uh, the corporate America is, is recognizing the skill and the, the discipline that uh, veterans have. Oh, you know, with our reach, maybe we can work together on this. Uh, I mean, that's the main thing. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about our vets. We have to, you know, keep them, keep them going. Yep. 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 It's, uh, it's, it's I, I'm surrounded by it every day. Like I think you mentioned also in the, uh, my introduction was the, in, in my day job, I, I manage a team of folks that basically just service veterans and active duty uh, soldiers. Uh, it's rewarding when we can help out somebody that uh, is in need. And in some cases, we even take calls from the field. We're taking calls with guys calling us on satellite phones. And it, 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 it's fantastic to be able to help them. Oh, that's that's pretty phenomenal. Again, you know, just, you know, we have to keep supplying our veterans with benefits. And, and um, if there's any anything we can help out with, uh, let us know. And, and we'll let you know if you could help out with us also. That would be great to, if we could work together on this because we do, uh, like I mentioned always, we do have listeners in every state plus 63 countries. So um, it's, it's, it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild what's going on out there. And, and uh, we want to give it a full push. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll, I'll say to, to the different states that are listening in, uh, I, I, I like to brag that I believe now with the GI Bill that we passed that Florida is the number one state for veterans, and uh, we welcome you here. Mm-hmm. That's that's true. That's true. Bill? Well, uh, Representative Santiago, I, I want to commend you and the state of Florida to being a, a, a leading state across the country in its uh, concern for veterans. Uh, first of all, uh, uh, you've got two congressmen in the U.S. Congress, uh, 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 Congressman Jeff Miller and uh, uh, Congressman Bella Rakers, uh, uh, Congressman Miller is the chair of the uh, House uh, Veterans Affairs Committee. So uh, from that particular standpoint, uh, it's great representation there. Your uh, uh, GI Bill sounds uh, uh, very close to the post-9-11 Chapter 33 uh, uh, New GB uh, Bill of Rights at the uh, federal level. And that's great uh, to to hear that. You know, it's so uh, nice to know that uh, even at the state level, that uh, it's recognized there are gaps in the serv- in the services that's and, and benefits that's provided by the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, and the states can do such a great job in filling some of those gaps in what you have just described uh, are gaps there, and uh, and they're good, all good ideas to help our veterans. Right. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you. That's a that's a great message. Uh, you know, Gary, I, if, if I may, uh, I don't know if you're going to break it up. I wanted to point out something about our bases. 
I'm going to talk about that now? Uh, we can come back from break. No problem. Okay. I'll take the break right now, okay? okay. We're going to take a real quick short break. And if you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7. Just go to the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. I'm Gary Ray, along with Bill and our guest, Representative D- David Santiago. You're listening to the American Heroes Network, powered by Voice America, a variety channel, and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. The American Heroes Network team depends entirely on voluntary financial support, advertisers, and sponsorships to keep the voice of our veterans alive and bring awareness, education, excitement, and most importantly, hope to the gray reality that exists for the hundreds of thousands of troops that are home and coming home. You can now become part of the elite team and help support our veterans. Your support is needed more than ever before. Become part of the Silent Heroes support team today. The Silent Heroes support team levels start as low as $26 per year. That's only 50 cents a week. Go right now to AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and join today. That's AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Thank you for your support. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with State Representative David Santiago. And, Bill, you had a question? Well, uh, Representative Santiago, you talked about some great things in the last segment with reference to uh, assisting veterans at, uh, at the state level there. Any, any other things that you have uh, maybe in plans in terms of uh, how we can make this even uh, uh, more inviting to our veterans? Well, yeah, sure. Um, I guess two things. Um, one about base, uh, protecting our bases. Then I want to talk maybe a little bit about the, 
some of the things we're doing at the Capitol, too, as far as the grounds and memorials. Um, but, but first, I think the most important piece for, for Florida and for Florida's economy and, is um, the BRAC uh, issue that uh, the Department of Defense is going through. And the topic of discussion that we had often last session was what can we do here in the state of Florida to make sure that we protect our military installations? Uh, like I mentioned, you know, they're, they're not only is it important for us to have them here uh, for, for obvious reasons, right? We have a, a good force here, but also the economic uh, support that these bases do for our Florida's economy. It's important for us to keep those areas because sometimes and often they're in uh, more uh, rural areas. And um, many of these communities depend on uh, a base being there and being vibrant and, and have a lot of soldiers there. So as BRAC continues, um, we have discussed and budgeted different uh, dollars to specifically one of the things that we've heard often is these buffer zones. I um, mean, when you talk about some of these uh, naval bases and Air Force bases, you often get complaints of the noise and the different effects of that. And we have uh, allocated many millions of dollars to continue to expand our buffer zones between our bases, um, which is a hot topic when they start discussing, you know, what issues you have in different bases. And it, it puts pressure on whether or not you're going to close one or not. Um, and, and certainly the different pieces of legislation that we've done uh, to make sure that, you know, they can assimilate back and, and get back into society um, and waiving fees and the education pieces. These are all tied to sending a clear message to the Department of Defense that we're a good partner, a good state partner um, for the Department of Defense, and don't touch our bases. So we're being very protective of that and, and keep a close eye on those issues, and hopefully we survive the next round of BRAC. Well, I, I think that's, that, that's great, sir. And for our listening audience, uh, BRAC, uh, that's the Base Realignment and Closure Commission, and uh, and practically all of the states uh, are, are around the country where their military installations there have had some uh, uh, effect from that. But I think the approach that uh, that uh, you have in mind there to proceed with is very helpful because uh, they're, they're, they're very, very, uh, 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 they play a great role in the economy of, uh, of the state. And, uh, and we know all of this is coming about because we've probably heard in the national news recently that uh, the Defense Department is taking some, uh, some uh, massive uh, hits in terms of, of funding and uh, a lot of that has to, has to do with it. But I think if there's a good working relationship and a planning effort between those in installations in the state representing the various services and the state, I think something good can come out of that. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's a good point. As, as a matter of fact, the state uh, about two and a half years ago invested in a, a study to see where our vulnerabilities were um, and, and how, what we needed to focus. And it was a great report that we keep pretty close to our chest. Um, and um, that kind of pointed to us where we needed to improve. And we've been kind of sort of following that blueprint. So it, it's that important to us that we invested to, to look into it. And now we're acting on it. So often you see people do studies and rarely you see action. We've acted here in Florida to protect it. Well, absolutely. Uh, I, I tell you, it, it means a lot uh, for that uh, 
uh, the economy there in the state to uh, to work that out as best as possible. And, uh, you know, what we've seen is that maybe some consolidations uh, come about, and instead of where you had a, a, an installation was singularly representing a, a branch of service, uh, the nearby uh, uh, installation may have uh, had to shut down, and they uh, identified as a joint base where instead of just being Air Force or Navy, you'll have a combination of two or three services there representing under a, a joint base operation. Yeah, and we want to make Florida the, the premier location for it. <laughs> well, it's it's great, and I and I can say that even though I'm in Maryland with you today, I'm a native Floridian, originally from Miami. Ah, okay, very good, very good. Well, we welcome you back anytime. How's that? <laughs> I, and I, I try to get back as much as I can. Yeah, you know, one of the other things that I mentioned in the beginning of the segment was. Uh, the, the legislature is also discussed, and in, in so my memory serves me right, we approved uh, some uh, p- a portion of the capital grounds to uh, help support an additional memorial, just supporting and recognizing our, our veterans and the soldiers. So it's an initiative that we're working with one of the local veterans organizations or the statewide veterans organizations um, to, to push for that for a, a great memorial. We've seen some... Uh, some sketches and drawings of it, and uh, it's going to be a great thing. I think it's about a year or two in the making, but it's something that we approved through our committee uh, and our continued support for this. Well, that's that's just great, and I think uh, if I remember something about the organization in the, the uh, Veteran Service Department, there's a state veterans commission where you've got uh, uh, persons appointed there by the governor who uh, are for representing various jurisdictions uh, around the state of Florida, and I tell you, they can be a very helpful mechanism with that commission to accomplish uh, 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 that particular topic area and, and many other Thanks. Yeah, you know, I think the great thing we have going for us too, guys, is, is, is our governor. He is a veteran, um, and which shows key, you know, that his commitment to serving our country. But he's always been very supportive of the initiatives that we've done in our committees and, and the bills that we've passed from the, the legislature. So um, we definitely have a champion and a big supporter there with our efforts. Um, so my hats off to the governor and his continued support too. Well, that always help helps. When the when the chief executive of the state is uh, standing up for veterans, uh, things uh, tend to move uh, a little bit quickly, uh, more so than they would uh, if it was not that case. And that that uh, I, that's a real plus to have that uh, working in your favor. Yeah, yeah, very good, very good. I agree. All right. Well, state representative. David Santiago, uh, it's already, we only have a couple minutes left, and I want to thank you for being on our show today. What would you like to share with our listeners in closing? Well, I, you know, I'll just touch a little bit on, on another bill that I felt that was kind of near and dear to me, and you know, it sure. affects everyone, not just veterans, but you know, we, we, we passed a bill on consumer debt practices that, that I think was a, a great message where you know, these were tough times, and sometimes we have corporations or businesses out there that don't like to follow the rules when it comes to how they collect their debt. So we created some additional consumer protections in this bill with some parameters in there. There was a little push but from the uh, opposition, but uh, we, we eventually got them to turn around and, and support it. Uh, and as a matter of fact, by, by pushing this bill, uh, the big part of it was that 
um, you know, uh, what is it? What, the identity theft is yes. a major issue here. Right. And what we did, we found that this is one of the sole areas where they can practice financial services or collections and not require a background check for these organizations. So we required it now by state law that these installations that are doing consumer debt collection are required to have a background check. So they're going right. to have sensitive data. We want to make sure that they're good players. So oh, all um, right. this particular bill got us, they got me the legislator of the year. I was quite honored. I just received that award from the uh, 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 civilian organization recognizing uh, the protection for consumers. So we, we were honored to do that bill and get the award too. All right. Well, we're honored to have you on our show. Okay. Thank you. Our, our show has been brought to you by First Class Merchant Services. If you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7 on the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. And, yes, you can hear all our archived shows right from your phone. And remember, the American Heroes Network spotlights and promotes the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any device. I'm Gary Ray, along with Bill Sign. And often thanks for listening to the American Heroes Network, powered by Voice America and the Variety Channel, and have a terrific week. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray and his co-host Linda Crater again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. truly do believe you're the backbone of our nation thanks to you we're living free we're a quilt of many